Screenless. Dr. Neil Spencer-Bruce, guitarist, composer, sound designer, engineer, educator, welcome to Creative Cuppa. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well. In these strange times that we're in. Yes. These very strange times, yes. But, you know, brief chat beforehand, it seems like we're both really busy. Yes, uh, touch wood. Which acts yeah. as a, a really good distraction, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil, let's go back to the start. How did you get into music in the first place? And maybe when did that turn into experimenting in sound, field recording, all the other things that you've done, educating? So take us back. How did it all start? I think the very first memory was actually listening to The Police and getting a police record and just loving music. Fools just loved it. And even at a really... So we're talking, you know, six, seven, eight, just loving music and wanting to play the guitar. I didn't have much success with the guitar to begin with, so I then moved on to piano because I think Howard Jones was around at the time and I really wanted to play synths. And then through another series of events, I kind of didn't have a, the best experience with a piano teacher, so I then kind of rebelled a little bit and went back to the guitar. But there's a, there's a really crucial moment in my life, and it kind of ties into how I got into education, or why I think education's important, is it was just a, a bog-standard morning doing music at school, kind of what would have been uh, O-level music, and the teacher brought in, we had a new music teacher, she was really enthusiastic, brilliant, and uh, brought in some kind of fifth, um, 20th century music, so work of uh, John Cage, Steve Reich, those kind of people. And that was the kind of light bulb moment um, for me when I, it sounds really trite when I say it, but it was like, I had this little like 13, 14 year old light bulb guy going, oh, sound is music and music is sound. And that kind of changed everything from my perspective uh, from that way onwards. And I, I just followed it and I, whatever I could do, I was in school band, I was doing live sound mixing for school productions and outside of school getting involved in theatre productions and anything I could do to be musical. Uh, and of course, you know, doing the usual band thing as well, being in teenage school bands and that kind of thing. And that's basically how my whole life has panned out um, through, through a series of, of events um, because of school that when I went on to do A-levels, because I hadn't got reached a certain grade in piano, uh, my school wouldn't do A-level music for me alone because I was the only student who wanted to do it, um, which kind of then shut a whole bunch of doors. And I guess this was pre-internet time, so you couldn't really do research and you were reliant. I was also in Cyprus as well. I grew up in Cyprus. So information yeah, <laughs> information was kind of scarce. So you kind of went on what university prospectuses said. And they said, oh, if you haven't got grade eight music, you're not going to study music. So I, because of my interest in, in, in recording and, and sound, I ended up doing a degree in acoustics. Um, and it's always been a way of trying to find my way back to music. And thankfully, later on in life, thanks to first off the, the Open University and then Berkeley and America, I was able to study music. I'm just fascinated by the subject. That's it. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. So being an educator for you is, is, it seems to me to be an important part of your identity and uh, and your creativity. Well, as I mentioned to you just before we were chatting, uh, just before the podcast started, I, I it's finally all dawned on me a, a, a while back of what it is. It's, I was I grew up in a time where we had access to education and access to education was free for a lot of us. You know, it was really fortunate. I got a grant to go to university 
Also, some of my other educational um, awards were actually grants and parts of research projects. So I got a, on a, a research project which was funded, so I didn't have to pay for my PhD. And it realized that I have had a wealth of information given to me for free, to all intents and purposes. And I think it's only my duty to give some of that back to people. That It's only fair because the kids growing up today don't have that. They've got to pay for their education. They've got to pay an absolute fortune uh, to, to be educated. So I've been in a real point of privilege and I therefore think it's my social duty to give some of that back. And also in doing that, in, in sharing um, with kids, and I know there's always that motto, you know, those who can, can do and those who can't teach. I think that's absolute nonsense because... Yeah you gain a lot staying in touch with what's happening because uh, <laughs> getting on a bit now, um, you know, and certainly not cool anymore, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's good to be in touch with, with what's going on because that really kicks your backside and makes you up your game as well. Because, mm. you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when I was doing this, there wasn't much information around. And, you know, it was, it was it was a very privileged thing. But now you've got, you know, a recording system on your iPhone. Yeah. And kids know how to use it. So the technology part of it is easy to them. But the, the, the overriding kind of conceptual part, the creativity part, isn't. And that's what kind of also interests me and, and drives me quite a lot is figuring out where creativity, where the kind of magic of music and sound come from. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So you mentioned the other qualifications that you have. (laughs) So you've got your diplomas in music on the Open University, media composition uh, from the Film Institute of LA, orchestration from Berkeley, specialist blues, rock and jazz guitar and general music, including Steve Vai uh, guitar module at Berkeley as well. MSC, I mean, I could fill 10 minutes with just, just reading out your qualifications. But yeah, at the end there, you've got MSC and multimedia signal processing. Yeah. What's a multimedia signal processing MSC all about? It's actually, it ended up being a lot of electronics and digital signal processing theory, a lot more than I thought it was going to be. The multimedia term is a bit of a misnomer because it's got nothing to do with media. (laughs) Uh, It was just uh, looking at um, communication systems, either for things like satellites, but also DSP, which goes in, you know, uh, DAWs and audio interfaces. Um, So coming back to the present, you have been playing in a a band for a long time, and you have a new album that's on the way uh yeah for your own guitar music always always been in bands just you know there's still that little dream of the the rock star dream still there haven't and again you you end up doing what you do end up in doing lots of function work weddings corporates that kind of thing um and you kind of it's it's really enjoyable a great bunch of people and yes still trying to put out my own stuff um I, i do two main projects one is a total guitar <laughs> try not to swear there but a total guitar noodly project um and the other is more ambient cinematic electronica um which it's uh, at the light before sound light before sound yeah um, fantastic which ties in with the sound design and sound uh, kind of using found sound and a lot of that sound experimentation yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and we can't stop this uh, chat without mentioning your YouTube channel because um, you every week I see something pop up. Uh, I don't know how you find the time in between everything else to produce video for your channel, but you do. And uh, I'm sure a, a lot of people are all the better for it. Tell me a little bit about how you use YouTube to get out to the masses and um, what you hope to achieve by that. Again, YouTube just became a thing of just trying to put out some helpful advice and tips and tricks for people, trying to, again, find another way of spreading spreading the knowledge. It kind of morphed into a whole bunch of other things. I think, unlike a lot of other channels, mine doesn't necessarily have the clearest message of what's going on. You might get a, me ranting on about education for a moment or a tutorial on how to use a guitar pedal. It's uh, <laughs> that kind of uh, thing. Um, but the main thing I, what I want to do on, on my channel is to be completely honest. Um, I, I'm not necessarily, I have had the fortune to be sponsored on, on videos and that's obviously made clear. But a lot of the time it's my impressions of a piece of equipment, my impressions of something like a course. I had a, my, one of my most popular videos is a review of the Hans Zimmer Masterclass course, which has been quite controversial. <laughs> and ended up on a massive rant about what education is and what the expectation of education should be. Um, so, yeah, do check that video out if you're intrigued. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where can people find that YouTube channel? That is uh, youtube.com, and the username is Light Before Sound, and that's a B and a 4, because this name came about right. in the 90s yep. when that was a cool thing okay. to do. I'll put a link in yeah. the show notes as well. And uh, where can people find you on, I mean, probably through the YouTube channel, but website, social media where can people find yeah, you uh, my website is spencerbruce.com and if you want to find me on um, social media you can find me at spencer bruce music nice one i'll put those links in there as well Fantastic. Uh, but for now dr neil spencer bruce thank you very much for joining me for a cup of pleasure thank you very much for having me mm-hmm.